happy August. That's so weird to say. To be honest with you, I am trying to get my legs underneath me in a way that is beneficial to my body and my life. Really, I'm trying to like understand how it's August and what happened to July and like how I landed here. Um, but here I am, here we are. And while I am still trying to get my legs underneath me, I am in fact still standing, maybe not literally at the moment, but, um, I took a couple minutes to just kind of like reflect on the last four weeks of my life. And, um, and damn, July really just like came through with like cancer season in its entirety and then like slammed the door and opened Leo season. And if you're like not into astrology at all and you're like, please fuck off with this, um, that's cool. That also means that maybe you don't know me in real life. And that also means that like, maybe you will find yourself rolling your eyes at me more often than not. And like, I'm also down for that. So anywho, to kick off this week, which is August 2nd, again, I just, I can't work. I'm going to circle back to um, August as a whole and kind of like what it means to me usually. And, um, but first I wanted to get in to, um, not so much cooking and baking through grief, which will be like a redone and revamped, uh, episode at some point, uh, hopefully in the near future. Um, but I wanted to talk about like eating through trauma and, and grief and like, you know, what we know to be the big sad and, I was curious, right? I mean, I I feel like oftentimes there's there's like two things that we do, right? Like we either find ourselves eating uh or you know when we're when we're feeling this way or when we're feeling really sad or panicked or you know whatever, but also like or we're not, you know? And so I was talking to the community. I have a Facebook community, uh, which is about food and storytelling called feed me a story. And I was chatting with them about, you know, like, what are y'all making or like what, you know, like, what do you find comforting when you're like all up inside of your feelings and you have like made a nest there? You know what I'm saying? Like, not like I had a shitty day, but when you're like, when you just get trucked by life, you know, for like, for whatever reason, and you find yourself being like, I'm going to eat, um, my body weight in chocolate ice cream, or, you know, like, are you of the other group, which is like gross, um, get it away from me. Uh, and like, I think it's also important to know, like, if you haven't been listening from the very beginning, this is like very much like diet culture free zone. I'm not about that life. Um, I think that we soothe and self-soothe in, uh, lots of different ways. 
Food is absolutely one of them. I think for most people, I come from a long line of like disordered eating and is eating disorders. And, um, I am really extra so grateful to be where I am now inside of my body and, and with my relationship with food. But, um, I do think that it's important to like preface this sort of conversation of like, number one, I'm not a doctor, but like number two, um, if, uh, if, if you find that triggering, like, you know, discussing food for comfort, um, and that sort of thing, like if that's uncomfortable to you, this probably isn't the episode for you. And also if you want to get curious about, um, you know, like not demonizing, like, fuck it, I'm going to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Uh, maybe not necessarily because I'm super hungry, but because, uh, that sounds like comforting to me. If that seems like rather out of your depth, and I know for a fact that I have been there, you know, like, uh, comforting with any amount of food or kind of food or whatever the case may be, um, felt extraordinarily off limits to me at various points in my life. And so, um, you're welcome to email me at yours and butter at gmail.com. Um, if you need support around that, or kind of, like I said, want to talk about that more. Um, and also I, uh, am happy to provide some resources, uh, to y'all. If you are feeling like, what the fuck? Like how, you know, like, how do I get myself there? Cause like I said, I'd like to be of service to, to people like that because I've been there. So anywho, back to what I was saying. So I'm having this conversation with the folks in my community and I just found it to be so interesting. You know, I think like for the most part, um, and I mean, when I think about like what people are most oftentimes grabbing or looking for, right. When they are experiencing like just, yeah, like I am the queen of shamble mountain. That's me. That's my aesthetic. But also I feel like we need to make shirts that say like (laughs) hashtag getting trucked by life, you know, like when, like, what are people reaching to? And so obviously there was like, you know, Mac and cheese and like a lot of, um, like, carbs and fat, salt, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's obvious for like lots of reasons. Um, and then I loved seeing so many people sort of like, I don't care. Like I want my mom to make it, you know what I'm saying? And like, um, that's not, (laughs) that's not available to me. Um, my mother uh, is dead, but like, I absolutely remember being a kid and like her shit was peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, right? Like she was not a great cook by any means. Um, but I still, as an adult, I mean, like nobody did a peanut butter and jelly like her, you know what I'm saying? And like, I am 1000% positive that it was absolutely nothing fancy. Um, it wasn't even on like delicious white bread, which like, I, I don't, I don't necessarily buy like wonder bread, but I just remember like being a kid and, um, you know, like my friends that I went to school with, like they all got like 
Wonder Bread, which I thought was like so dope. And I did it, you know, like I was eating like store brand whole wheat bread. And I just remember like thinking it was trash, but I, um, yeah, like my mom's peanut butter and jelly and like, and I just, I love that for people that that is like a thing, right? Like you're just like really blue or like whatever the case may be. And like, you just need to be like built up. And so like you go home or you go see your mom or whoever is like a mom figure to you. You know what I'm saying? And just like, I love that for people. And honestly, it doesn't make me sad for myself. It makes me be introspective about being a mother myself and the times that, um, like I have made myself available to Scarlett in that way, you know, like who's five, but if, if she is like being the princess of Shamble Mountain, you know, like there have been times where she's just like, mom, I just want that soup. And there's, there's this Chipotle chicken soup that I make. Um, that is like, it's offensively easy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's one of those things that I'll never forget. Uh, my cousin actually made it for me for the first time. And I remember like watching her and I was like, the fuck are you making? Like, there's no onions or garlic in this. I mean, it is like plain Jane aside from like Chipotle peppers and adobo. You know what I'm saying? Like it, there is nothing fancy about this soup at all. And I just remember being like, this is so fucking weird. And there's chickpeas in it, which Scarlett still, and like she calls chickpeas, chick beans. And I love it so much. <laughs> I feel I like recently heard, uh, I, I think it was, I I think it was her dad that was like correcting her and like, man, I want her to like know that, I mean, they are right. Like they're called chickpeas, but I just love that so much that she calls them that. And she was like hella blue a couple weeks ago and that was what she requested, you know? And so like, I, maybe I can't call my mom to like ask her to make me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But like, I think about, yeah, like how I make myself available to my kids and like, and I can provide that kind of comfort, you know? And so I loved that. And that was like a really common thing or, and a lot of people even just said like anything that I don't have to fucking make, you know, because like when I'm sad, like I, and that resonated with me, you know, there've been points in my life where I have done like a tremendous amount of baking and cooking like through my grief and to like carry me through, you know, like tough and like sad points like in my life, you know, but that doesn't necessarily, that doesn't mean that I was like eating it most of the time, you know, like I found comfort in the act of like, creating something with my hands, but I also found comfort in like feeding other people, you know? And so I also think that like, for me personally, it really depends on 
like at what level of fucking sad am I is going to really determine what exactly I'm reaching for. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes it's like hella convenient. So like peanut butter toast, like I'm not even getting out the jelly. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm getting bread. I also, I don't know if you listened a couple episodes ago. I don't own a toaster. I know. I know. And I don't want to hear about it. And like, I still, I need to get a toaster. I mean, it is really annoying. Anyways, I don't have a toaster. And so like, sometimes it's not even actual toast. It's literally just like two slices of bread with peanut butter on them. And so be it. And then like, sometimes it's like a cheese stick or a slice of cheese you know, like I'm eating to sustain, you know, and like if, if I'm eating to sustain, there's something wrong with me because I love food. I love making food. I love food being an experience. I love feeding people. Um, I mean, my career is centered around food. You know what I'm saying? Like all of my hands and feet are in the proverbial like honey pot when it comes to like, I am all about food. Okay. So like if I'm eating just to like keep myself alive, I'm pretty fucking sad. Um, recently I got, uh, I got hella sad. And that was like the first time that I can remember, um, as an adult, like being so inside of my feelings and like grief and sadness that like the very thought of food, uh, was, let's just say the opposite of appealing to a certain degree that actually like I couldn't even really think about food without whatever was in me wanting to come back up. And that's all I'll say about that. And you use your creative brain, but like I was not well, you know what I'm saying? And like, I remember telling one of my best friends that like something was happening inside of my body that like, it was like a physical and literal block. Like I literally could not put food into my mouth. Like that it was not like I couldn't even swallow it down. You know what I mean? It was like, I would put food in my mouth and then I was like, what? No, nope, nope. That's a hard no. And, uh, just, just because my brain operates the way that it does, I, got curious about that. So like, here I am and I'm like rolling around in like extra sadness. And, but then I'm like, wow, um, this is so interesting. Like you love food and like, you literally can't even take a couple bites of food right now without like, you know, like experiencing like a physical response. Let's get curious about that and examine like what's happening right now. And I, I loved that for me. Um, because they like gave me something else to think about in the moment, but it also was kind of like, damn, like you are 
real sad. I'm like, you're not, you know, like there was no amount of like popsicles or like eating ice cream in the bathtub with like, if you have been around for a minute, you know, that like bathtubs are like my aesthetic. Um, and yeah, like I just, that was a hard no. Like I, no. And I, Didn't love that for me, but also instead of getting like critical and I don't know, like, yes. I mean, like I also like I am an adult and I do what I can when I can to like check in with myself. And I knew that like, number one, that that's not okay to just like not eat. Okay. So let's just like, and also please understand that like, because this is an anti-diet space and because like I am who I am innately, like I am not glamorizing the idea of like not eating that wasn't okay to me or, or like for me. And like, I was not there at no point was I like, Oh, cool. Like I, you know, I'm just not going to eat. Like I was sad that like, I was unable, I was sad that I was that fucking sad that I could not eat food. Um, and luckily like it was temporary. I'm talking like a handful of days, not, um, like, like not like weeks or months. And that can, again, if you are needing support around any of this, or if you're like, Oh my God, please reach out to me or somebody that you, trust to create conversation around that. If that's something that feels good to you and for you. So, so anyways, there I was just like not eating. And I was also just kind of like, this is garbage. Like, like, please know like whatever, like physical response I'm having to food and the sight of food and like trying to, like, I would love, and I did, you know, like it was temporary for me. Um, I will say, uh, you know, like in, in the name of like being authentic and like authenticity and, you know, that's what I try to be and who I try to be when I show up in, in my life really, but especially in spaces like this where I'm communing with y'all. I mean, like I, like still, I like don't have a tremendous appetite and like I'm just kind of like checking in with myself, you know, and like, I'm, I'm cool with that. That's fine for now. You know, like I'm eating, I'm hydrating. Um, I'm just not like super jazzed about food right now, which again, in like the name of authenticity and like transparency, this is a podcast. It's like centered around food. And like, I want to just like bring awareness that like, um, it's just like this sometimes, you know what I mean? And like, I know without a shadow of a doubt that this is temporary. Like this is not how I'm going to feel forever. And I think that most of us can attest that like we've been whatever, like when I'm super high, like on this hard swing, I mean like when I'm like so happy and I feel like really inside of my body and I'm feeling so creative and I'm feeling like, well, you know what I mean? Just like, well, in general, um, I love to eat. I love to cook. I love to feed people. You know what I mean? And so like, I know that this is just, this is just the way that it goes. And so, um, a lot of other people, um, crunchy things, you know, like a lot of people had stuff to say about crunchy stuff. So like roasted nuts or, you know, like a handful of chips or 
like crackers with peanut butter on it. And I was like, okay, okay. My like food aesthetic, if you know me in real life, I like soft things. I like semi underdone baked goods. I like shit that is like squishy and gooey and I don't like that word, (laughs) but you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like crunchy stuff. I is not necessarily like what I reach for in terms of comfort. I mean, they're like, I am an ice cream stan for sure. Like I love ice cream when I am happy. Um, I thought that I loved ice cream when I was sad, but that was a hard no recently. Um, and then I liked, reading about some of the, I liked reading some people's answers that I found to be, uh, like surprising or like not something that I would usually hear. Like there was like, somebody said mashed potatoes, which like, because of my like food preferences and aesthetic, like soft sort of, you know, like carby fatty. Like I, I mean, like I do get that, but I definitely, I'm not fucking making mashed potatoes when I'm, when I'm that sad. Okay. Somebody else said like soda, like, um, like a Coke, you know, um, there are, I don't really drink soda, but if I do, I'm at the movies. Um, or it's because I had like one too many drinks the night before, you know what I'm saying? And it has to be like a fountain soda. Um, somebody said a peanut butter and bacon sandwich. I mean, I get it, but also no, I'm not, I don't know. So again, just, (laughs) just for transparency purposes, like I was that sad, like I was not going to even make bacon, you know, like I, I, when I finally was able to eat, I, I went for a hike and, um, and acted like a fucking dummy. If I could just be really honest with you, because I, we're going to segue for a second and some of y'all can roast me for this. And this is fine because honestly I roasted myself, but I, um, generally speaking, I carry water when I'm hiking. I don't really drink water while I'm hiking. Okay. I mean, and like, also there are caveats to that and it depends on the length. Like I'm not generally unsafe. Like I take water with me. I just don't like the feeling of drinking. I don't want to have to pee. I don't like feeling full. I don't want to hurt my stomach. I don't want to get a cramp. Like I wait until the end of the hike and then I chug a bunch of water. Okay. Well, (laughs) I did this hike and it really wasn't that long at all. I mean, it was like four miles round trip and it was a beautiful hike, but at the top, I mean, I was real close to like 12,000 feet in elevation and, um, I didn't have water and like, I just like, please don't. I on it. Like if you were on my Instagram that day, you know that I was just being, uh, like I said, I roasted myself enough. Like that was wildly stupid. Uh, that's not okay. I do not condone that kind of behavior. Please don't model after me. Please be a smart hiker. But I realized, I don't know, like maybe a mile in, Um, number one, I was like pretty ill prepared to begin with. Like I generally, you know, like I put sunscreen on and then I like put my sunscreen in my backpack and I have bug spray and I put it in my backpack. Usually I have a water bottle, but like 
I forgot my hiking water bottle. And so I had a water bottle that I couldn't really take unless I wanted to like carry it the whole, whole time, which is a hard no. And so I just didn't take a water bottle and like coming back down. I was <laughs> so, I was so thirsty. Like I, <laughs> I really was like, and there was even a waterfall and I just was like, Oh my God. First of all, this hike is like four miles round trip and you're really acting like you have been like hiking through the Sahara for days. I really just will never forget like coming back down and like circling this waterfall and being like, what level of sick am I going to get? Also, you should know that I'm like sitting in my living room by myself recording this and like looking at all of the shit that I need to pick up from my kids. And I, there's no excuse for me to laugh this hard at my own self. But really and truly, I just was like so thirsty. And someone asked me yesterday, they were like, did you see anybody? I was like, yeah, I saw people. What was I going to do? Be like, can I have a sip of your water? Like, Number one, I'm absolutely not going to do that because unfortunately I am way too prideful for that anyways. Like it could probably be like a 10 mile like round trip and I still wouldn't, but this is like just shy of four miles. Like I'm absolutely not asking a stranger and like showing my card that bad. I'm not doing that. So anywho, I get back down the mountain and I get into my car and I'm like daydreaming about this water that I have and I look and it's like barely eight ounces of water. Anywho, I drink the hot ass water that's been sitting in my car during the duration of my hike. And the first thing that I ate finally was an RX bar. <laughs> it was like half melted and super gross. But, um, I just remember thinking like, cool. It's like kind of melty and it's like chocolate ish and it's like mushy because it's been sitting in the heat. And so like, this is cool. This will work. This is kind of comforting. And so that's where I landed anyways. And like I said, I got water in me. Don't you worry. I drove to the nearest gas station where I proceeded to consume like 60 ounces of liquids in like less than three minutes time. And my stomach didn't even hurt after that, which is like a Christmas miracle really. But I survived. And really when I say I survived, it's like I survived my self-inflicted wounds of being a jackass on the side of a mountain. Anyways, <clears throat> Back to what other folks are eating when they're experiencing the big sad. Like I said, a lot of that was like um, crunchy stuff, stuff that like you don't really have to prepare, a handful of fruit. Um, and also I was like really loving the number of people that were like bad salad. Again, if you know anything about me, I will just like be here forever waiting for my Taylor Farms endorsement. If you have any hookups at Taylor Farms, I am, I am their girl. I mean, the, like the amount of bagged salad that I consume 
And I don't think that that's necessarily anything that I have reached for during like the big sad, uh, because I'm just like too busy eating it on a regular basis because when I don't have my kids, like I'm absolutely not cooking for myself, which I, you know what? I'm actually going to make a note of that right this second. And like, let's, I'm going to circle back to, I'm I'm going to, I'm going to circle back to that. Anyways, I, um, like cooking for one, you know what I mean? Like I want to talk about cooking for one and because I'm not good at that. It gives me like, um, it drags up like different kinds of sad for me. You know what I mean? And like, uh, it makes me like miss my kids a little bit harder. It makes me like, um, I don't know, which is weird because like, I don't mind like being alone. I don't mind living alone. Um, but yeah, like uh, historically since I moved out, I, um, just don't really cook for one, but like, let's explore that some more. Excuse me while I make a note. Anyways, so my kids aren't here, right? And so that's usually what I sustain off of is uh, bagged salad from Taylor Farms. Um, and I loved how many people, and people, I'm extremely like vulnerable and transparent in that group. Um, like I said, if you're on Facebook and you'd like to join, it's called feed me a story. And so I, it, there's like this camaraderie around bagged salad for a lot of us. And that's <laughs> bagged salad is what brought some of us together. Um, a lot of people said like, obvious, like a pasta, you know, which I am like definitely a pasta stan. I, I feel, I don't know. I'm at this crossroads with like, I have always been a pasta stan. Like pasta has always been kind of like my go-to, my shit, like my first, like, especially in terms of like comfort, uh, back in the day when I was like super immersed in dieting and diet culture, it was my like, uh, what do they call it? What like no breaks food. You know what I'm saying? Like, I absolutely do not feel that way anymore. And I always used to be like, you know, like I love rice, but if I had to choose, like it was always pasta without a shadow of a doubt. And now I don't know. And to be really honest with you, I love that for me. I really do. It makes me feel like very outside of diet culture because I felt like that was one of those things that if I was really fucking sad, like I knew that I had to stay away from because like I wouldn't be able to stop or like I would eat until I was feeling hella uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? And like, that's not, that's, that doesn't exist for me these days. And I love that. Um, and like a lot of people like ice cream and popsicles and like, those are my people. You know what I mean? Like I, I can relate to that. But again, you know, like that is like the kind of sad that I was experiencing is like not even my favorite ice cream was going to do the trick. And that's when I was like, damn, you got to like pull yourself up and out of all of this. Um, it was it was a good conversation. And so I liked and I love that community that I have created over there. And it's 
again, you are always welcome to engage with me or give me feedback or ask me questions. Um, and I'm happy, I mean, like for the podcast specifically, but also if you just want to shoot the shit, some of you have done that. And I mean, like connect with me, whether that's on Instagram at Ava Trucky or at yours and better at gmail.com. Also, I would really love for some of y'all to send me like some MP3s of you talking so that I can almost have um, like guest situations, which like as we start to um, kind of get into like the fall and the winter, like I'm, we're going to start exploring ways to like create and cultivate some more community within this podcast. So whether that's, you know, like interviews or whatever, sharing more of your stories, I would really love to do that. And so email me, send me an email or send me like an, an MP3 of like a recording of you and let's chat. Um, speaking of transitioning, this is kind of what I was referencing at the beginning of the podcast of like August and what it means to me. And like August always feels, um, very transitional. And actually I think just because of like the season that I am in, in my life with like, um, my career and like being a single mom. Also, I am embarking on like the hands down, like three busiest weeks that I have had since becoming a single parent and starting my bakery butter moon. It's all good things coming down the pipeline, you know, but it's also like that season of just like bracing the fuck for impact because that's absolutely where I feel like I'm at right now. Um, and so in the past (laughs) August 1st rolls around and I'm like, get the flannel out and let's start thinking about apples and like somebody get me a fall candle. You know what I'm saying? I actually like, I'm usually over the heat by now, which is just an understatement because I am over the heat. I also, that doesn't feel super available to me. Like also, um, doing like seasonal things with seasonal ingredients that are local to Denver and Colorado and that sort of thing, uh, for my bakery. Like also, like I know that I kind of need to stand in present time. You know what I'm saying? And so like, I'm kind of, I don't know, this is new for me. Like I said, in the past, like August feels very like, um, okay, we're like going, starting to transition back to school, which is a reality for me because I'm going to have a kindergartner. What? I just, if we can just, if we can all just take a moment of silence for me and myself, the day that I send Scarlett J to her first day of kindergarten, uh, I have to have my life together because the very next day I am doing something really big for, for and around my career. And so I was just thinking about that too. And I was like, cut damn, your timing sometimes is just, um, is really good. And by really good, I mean, it's really poorly planned, but so it goes. 
But yeah, like August feels, you know, like, okay, we're getting into back to school and, and we are right. But I, I very much feel like I'm being pulled like back in inside of myself and inside of like present day and like being forced to sit here and motherfuck. I just wish that it wasn't like 95 degrees. Okay. If I'm just being really honest with you, but we're also going to start kind of talking about, um, transitional recipes. I love transitional recipes so much, actually. Um, especially between like summer and fall. It's like my, and then again, like winter to spring is also like a really good, I feel like there's a lot of gray area that you can do a lot of like good shit when you're kind of like standing in between two seasons. And so with that, I'm going to actually save that for, for next week. And so I hope that y'all will pull up a chair and have a seat with me. I hope y'all have a really good week and I'll catch up with y'all next week. Bye.